0: Drink it in, man.
1: Touchdown for Troy Lions. Corn Bread, cornbread, cornbread. Drink it in, man.
0: Troy Kool Aid drinkers, what's going on, everybody? It is Wednesday here on the D Troy Kool Aid Cast. I'm your host, Derek okri and I'm the guy that's always filling up your glass with that Honolulu Blue flavor, delicious Kool Aid. You know what it is? Drink it in, uh... Side of cornbread, cornbread. Make it a double, cornbread. And this is a big show. I mean, I, I've got a big guest. This is a great friend of mine. He comes on about once a month or so. He has strong takes. Uh, we're talking drafts. This thing this is the last show I'll have on before the actual draft happens. But me and him are going to be collabing on the NFL draft this year. That's the plan. He's kind of my co-GM. <clears throat> excuse me, my co-GM here on the show. Obviously, I'm the tenured veteran. I'm the guy that puts in all the heavy lifting. I'm the guy that uh, has, is the co-owner or is the owner of DTO Scouting. But I've got the one and only Chops it a.k.a. Choppy, a.k.a. hashtag, I guess I should say, Choppy Likey, Jared Goff's biggest fan and vice versa. Buddy, you're back, ready to do this. How are you?
1: Uh Okri, always good day when I'm on the Kool-Aid cast. Uh, ready to talk some draft, baby. This is like... Oh, man, other than playing the games, this is the most exciting time of the year. We have so much to break down, so much fun stuff planned for the show. I mean, I hope the, the, the people have poured their Kool-Aid and they are ready to drink it in, man, because we're going to have a hell of a show.
0: Drink it in, man. You got me ready to go, Chops. And l- let me tee this up for the people because today, me and you, we're going to have a GM meeting. As I mentioned earlier, the plan is for me and you on that Thursday, Friday, hopefully even into Saturday. We're going to be here on the microphones. We're going to be here, um, you in your draft area, your office area, me in the DTO scouting office. We have a draft Google sheet that probably has at least 30 tabs I think we're working on now with player rankings. We've got combine info. We've got team needs. we got the draft order. We've got all types of content. And we're going to be working that. We're going to be talking about what the Lions need to do for the draft. So today's kind of mean years meeting to get ourselves together. We're gonna to talk about some some position needs, kind of hit on the, the four or five main ones the lions will be talking about. I also wanna spend a few minutes with you talking about You know, what are the Lions looking for in a player? What do we value in a player when we're actually talking these through live on the clock come draft day? Is is it going to be between a guy with great character or a guy that's just uber talented? You know, we're going to have to make those type of decisions. And then you definitely got to keep listening on the back part of the show because – I told choppy, I'm like, we got to create a board that's slimmed down a little bit. I don't need all these bum all these jabronis, all these nobodies on my board. I need to slim it down to who are the lions taking? Who do we value? Who's important to us? So I made a few tiers again. Of course, I did all the work. I made a few tiers. We got rid of some of the um, guys at the bottom guys that uh, the lions won't be targeting and accentuated The guys that we think are going to be top targets and people the Lions should consider. So Chops, man, we got tons to get into, man. We better get rolling with this.
1: I mean, yeah, we got to roll, man. I hope you I hope you poured a tall drink, maybe some caffeine, laced that Kool-Aid with some Mountain Dew or some coffee, because we got lots to talk about. And man, this is going to be an amazing show. And uh, with that, let's get right into it, man. Okay, Kool-Aid drinker and, you know, cornbread muffin and all that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Will do, man. And there's only one way to start off the show now that we've had Kool-Aid and Cornbread, and that's to start at the quarterback position. And I just uh-huh. want to know from you, asking my co-GM, a guy that's well-documented on Twitter, you guys can find him, at Chops in the D, of having man love, just accentuating Jared Goff's positives, not alluding to any of the negatives. And I just want to know, it's been well-reported by, you know, me – and he can't throw. So I just want to know, can he throw now?
1: Oh, uh, okay. He could always throw. <laughs> I know this that's your hot button. You love to press press the Twitterverse and make all the, the people, uh, you know, catch with the gimmick he can't throw. But, dude, he can throw. He is the man. There's no question asked. If there is one man in this world that loves Jared Goff more than me, it's Brad Holmes. And, uh, you know, I love the way that he and Dan Campbell have handled this offseason with with uh, Jared Goff. Um, I mean, he didn't he didn't light it up by any means last year. They know that. But uh, I mean, look at the quarterback carousel that's been going on around the NFL. It's been a crazy, crazy free agent trade quarterback carousel. And, uh, and guys getting bitter because their GMs are looking other places and, oh, we love you, but we don't love you as much as this guy who might not even be able to play for half the season next year. Or, uh, no, no, we're not looking at a quarterback. Oh, by the way, we just traded for so-and-so like, it's just been crazy, right? So they've handled it the right way. They've done their business. They're scouting the draft. They're doing their due diligence. They're making sure everybody knows, Hey, you know, quarterbacks in play here. So you better come get my pick from me and you better be ready to pay if you want it at two. And um, but with but in saying that and doing that, they've also said, hey, Goff is our guy. I mean, he's paid for the year. He's got the guaranteed money. Um, There is no doubt in my mind. Jared Goff is the quarterback for 2022. Um, I don't I mean, you know, we're going to get into the big board here with all the QB prospects. But, dude, to me, there's there's just no chance we draft a quarterback this year. It's all Goff all year he's paid let him play by the way we've surrounded him with a boatload of talent uh on the on the wide receiver spot uh, and you know and I'm really looking forward to this draft where I expect to give him some more playmakers so he's the guy no questions asked
0: <laughs> oh my goodness you fit it you fit it all in there my my, my go-to gimmick on Twitter now is he can't throw, throw followed by but I hope he plays well Uh, because I do, I do hope he plays well. And I do think he still has the trouble throwing spirals. So, um, you know, seriously though, um, you know, when you have him, I, I do think you and Brad Holmes are tied for who loves him the most. Brad Holmes has come out and said he really likes him. Um, you know, I guess my question, my quick follow-up to you is, do you think he really has the ultimate confidence from his teammates? You know, is he a guy that can lead, win ball games, um, make those big-time throws and those big-time moments? And, you know, are any of these rookies even worth a selection? Because lots of people are loving Malik Willis. I love Malik Willis, but I've definitely call- cooled on it because I feel like they are just rolling with 16 and feel good about it.
1: Yeah, Oak, okay. I mean, look, I, I think, you know, Let's. you brought up a couple of good things there. So one, you know, do his teammates have his confidence in him? You know, would Josh Reynolds have wanted to come to Detroit and then re-signed here if he didn't have confidence in in Jared Goff? Would, you know, would DJ Chark, who's looking to, you know, have a bounce back year, um, you know, sign a one-year deal and hope to get paid, is hoping to get paid the following year, would he have come to Detroit if he thought, oh, this guy isn't going to give me the rock? I mean, you know, th- those two signings right there alone tell me that these guys know that they've got a quarterback. Let's not forget this guy did take a team to the Super Bowl not that long ago. Um, and I think we're, you know, I think Brad Holmes is smart. He's trying to emulate that team uh, and, and, what, and that team that was taken to the Super Bowl, right? So build up the D, have a top five defense. Put some offensive weapons around Jared Goff and and win some playoff games. I mean, that's the mold to me. That's the plan. That's been the plan since day one. Stick to the plan. Don't get drawn into this, you know, terrible, terrible QB class uh, of 2022. Just stay away from it.
0: <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll see how it works out. We'll get to the receivers as well as uh, I want to talk about the defense and some edge as well here in a moment. So, yeah, I mean, quarterback will be kind of most important. Choppy, you got anything else on that before we get rolling?
1: Yeah, just one more thing on this QB class of 2022 um, and why I think the Lions should stay away from it. I mean, if you look at this class, would any of these quarterbacks have been in the top five last year? I mean, in your opinion?
0: I don't know. I don't think so, but I really don't compare, you know, it's kind of when are the lions going to take that bite? Like somebody on Twitter was like, Hey, get somebody later or wait till the third round. And my thing is either take one up top and just believe in them as your next guy, or you wait it out again. And I think they're going to wait it out.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. And, and I also love the QB class next year too. So I would hate to take a guy this year uh, who, you know, ends up not being anything and, and knowing that you drafted one high this year, you would pass on a guy next year who would maybe be there. So Um, You know, I think I think it's well documented. The class next year is much better than this 2022 junk. So to me, it's, uh, you know, build the hype so you can maybe, uh, you know, make some maneuvers and find a team that's getting desperate to get a quarterback quick this year and um, and, you know, play that board like you like they're doing. But ultimately, you just stay away from it and wait till next year.
0: Choppy, we know you only have eyes for one quarterback, my friend. If, if you were to kind of, if the Lions pass on all these rookie QBs and roll with 16 into the uh, 2022 and beyond, what, what, what might what might you put on Twitter to, to signify that? I'm just curious.
1: Well, Okri, when Jared Goff is named the starter for the 2022 season, I will have an official hashtag Choppy Likey out on Twitter.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. It makes me laugh every time because it's so cornball, but people are loving it too online. It's it's definitely catching some momentum, which is funny. But we got to keep this show with some momentum and keep rolling because we got so much to talk about. So we got to move to edge, my man. Like everyone's wanting Hutch, which is where me and you are as well. I think it's still kind of a 50-50 dice roll. I know everyone's written him off, but I still think Jags might go that tackle. I guess my questions to you here in the GM meeting are – You know, how do you feel about our current edge guys?
1: So, yeah, I mean, here's the thing, right? I think everybody just keeps forgetting that Romeo is coming back this year, right? Like, don't forget we played all last year without our Okora brother, one of the Okora brothers right so i mean our group right now is charles harris who proved that he could you know th- come right in and st- and be a great uh, sneaky signing there and then we re-signed him and you're going to have romeo on the other edge so you know i'm not, I-, I actually i like our edge that being said you cannot pass on a generational talent um which i feel these top three guys on on the edge bring this year so if hutch is there you run the card up and you're just as excited as you were when you when you said penne sewell last year so uh, you can't you can't pass on hutch um but if if he's gone then you know i you seriously have to think about uh, another position in there because i'm not sold on tibbs i think he's falling i really like walker Uh, he's moving up my board very, very quickly. I just don't know if he's in that number two premium slot yet, but, um, but that's, you know, like I said, those, those guys are going to be NFL, NFL studs.
0: Yeah. It's going to be intriguing to see what happens. Uh, Let me ask you this. We're talking about, uh, two GMs sitting around the table talking. I mean, when you look at the lions defense, you mentioned Romeo, you know, you got Julian who people are saying are, excuse me, my voice going crazy today. Um, people are saying Julian's got this crazy ceiling and he's, you know, can, can really play ball. Are you more of a hand in the dirt type edge guy, or or do you like to stand up rusher off the outside?
1: Uh, I'm much, I'm more of a hand in the dirt kind of guy um i I mean i just to me i I feel like you know that lower lower to the ground build force i that's my but that's my style but again it also kind of depends on what the what your talent is and what your scheme is around it so um you know that's that but i'll tell you one thing that's something that i don't question our coaches on at all i mean Dan freaking Campbell and, uh, you know, AG are going to know exactly who they've got and what they need to do and uh, how they're going to they're gonna put those guys in the best position for them to be successful. So I've, I've got full confidence in the coaching staff to utilize every player that we have to their best ability.
0: No doubt. And the one thing that was crazy is so like we paid Trey Flowers the 18 million and people kind of kept waiting and hoping he had a a few brief flashes but obviously he did not work out as a football player so regardless if they plug in another name or not like I feel like when he had Charles and Julian Roland and like you say assuming Romeo is healthy and these are all like not only younger guys but uh, talented hustle type guys I think that's going to help our team a lot better so for me it's it's not as much stand up or hand in the dirt. It's I think these guys might just be more productive, which is something I know you love putting up stats, you know, putting it actually on paper rather than potential. Um, so I think that that might just really, really help this team is a bunch of hungry edge rushers, stand up guys, outside linebackers, whatever you want to call them. And uh, that's what intrigues me. And that's what I think Brad Holmes did by bringing back Harris and company it was like, hey, these guys love being here. They're dogs. They're hustle guys. They they put up. They produce last year. Why why not reward them for such? So before we move on to the wide receivers, like you mentioned, Tibbs. This is my thing with Tibbs, man. I feel like he got written off early. He has some bad moments, both with his actions and things he said. But it's coming back around now where people are defaulting to the norm of just saying, hey, if you don't love any of these other options, if Brad Holmes and company don't love anyone else to the nth degree and Hutch is gone, this may be the default of just saying this guy has been the best player the last two years. He can get after quarterbacks and who cares kind of what he does off the field. This would be a guy you'd have to bring in, love him up, put him in great situations and I think he could produce for multiple seasons for us, just like Mr. Sue did, who had a similar mentality. So I would not be upset at all if Tibbs is the pick at number two and a lot of people are coming around. But I do think that there is obviously risk there. You can say he's not a Dan Campbell guy, but I think Dan Campbell wants productive football players, especially that get after the other team's quarterback. So if he could do that, I think he'd like him quite a bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, I, you know, there, I love this term. Is he a Dan Campbell guy, right? Like if the dude's a stud and he's going to produce and he's going to do what you tell him to do, then he's going to become a Dan Campbell guy. Right. So, I mean, the guy, you know, he's got a little, he's got some edge to him. Right. I mean, he's definitely got a chip on his shoulder. You know, he's, the guy jumps on Twitter here every, every couple of weeks and, (laughs) you know, throws something out there, like keep doubting me, uh, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, he's gonna, you know, he's got that chip, Um, And I'm not saying I mean, I wouldn't be mad if we made that pick. I mean, again, I trust these guys. They're in the room with them. They're meeting these these dudes, you know, way, way, way more than I can. Um, But uh, but no, I I agree. I mean, he's again, I still put him in that generational talent right there with those three with Tibbs, Walker and Hutch. So I mean, if they if they if they run that name up the board, I I, you know, I'll be happy with it from day one. I'm not going to be second guessing it. Um, because you know, they've made the, the decision. And I you know, and I do see a lot of people, you know, not to jump positions, but I see people putting other positions in that two spot that I just don't value like I do an edge player uh, you know, in that high of a pick. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's 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 gonna if he comes here, he will be loved immediately. And, um, you know, again, the, you got the hometown story with uh, with Hutch. But, I mean, look, uh, Tibbs is, in my opinion, if that's the consolation, quote-unquote, then it's pretty damn good.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens. I think Brad Holmes might – that might be his guy. You know, Tibbs might have been his guy from day one, and he's just sitting there to, loving it, you know, if that's what ends up happening. You also got to think, and people out there listening, that – You know, yeah, the Lions have been marked for an edge for months and months now. Yes, the Lions have to get after quarterbacks a bit better. But, you know, as we just mentioned, they do have some younger edge type players, some guys that might be ascending. So it may be a spot that you could pass on early and uh, come back and get later and you know add some depth however you want to do it it doesn't have to happen absolutely at the top even though that's been what's been said for the most part in the media so let's talk about these guys choppy Chap. let's talk about wide receivers you guys know who those guys are the guys that score touchdowns. touchdown touchdown Detroit Lions I mean, this is the glamorous position. Everybody was boo-hooing last year because Brad Holmes took a nap uh, during free agency and decided to never address this position until way late in the year where he got Reynolds and then St. Brown came along and then he decided this year to sort of Double and triple dip by bringing back Reynolds, bringing back Khalif, bringing, he's got Saint already in his pocket. Then he goes out and get DJ Chark. I mean, there's really not even room for many other receivers to be added, but I know most fans are thinking, oh, we got to get one, maybe two wideouts. Well, there's a heck of a great class here, very deep. Um, so my question to you is like, when you're seeing these, you know, 10, 12 plus receivers that are all, looking good in a Lions uniform is this something you just like as a GM sit there and go man I'm gonna do kind of what Holmes did last year with St. Brown I'm just gonna wait it out until I feel like I can't wait anymore then I'm gonna get my guy
1: uh oh I mean to me this the wide receiver position is like is so deep man there is so much talent with this wide receiver group this year um and I mean honestly I yeah you can't. I, to me, you can't really go wrong with either approach, right? Because Dan Campbell could jump right in and he could make some. You know, he can make some moves and go for one of the top guys. Um, you know, personally, my top is Drake London, um, and I would be completely happy with it. I mean, he's just a. He's just a guy that gets out there and makes contested catches, but but he could also you know sit back and wait a little bit and you know take take a flyer on a guy you know like a, like a watson or you know someone that's a little bit further out so you know I, it's it, it's all going to break depend on what they decide they need to do my personal opinion i want a wide receiver in in the first in the first two rounds with one of our top 3 picks um, because I want to see, I, I want to put, I, first of all, I want to put all the naysayers to rest. I want Jared Goff surrounded by studs. <laughs> um, you know, he's got some freaks. First he's got year. some guys with height. He's got six foot four shark. He's got six foot three Reynolds, man. Give me some, give me a speed demon on the outside, a nasty deep threat who can make contested catches. And then just, just let him roll. Oh, and don't forget, uh, your boy, you know, Amara coming out of the slot or wherever else we want to put him. So, man, I would, love, I would love that group of four coming on in and line it up with my boys on tight end with TJ and, uh, you know, let's roll.
0: Oh, my goodness. So much to uh, unpack there, as people love to say these days. Like, please tell me you'll say I'm on like that uh, uh, from time to time, because that made me laugh. And here was my reaction to you wanting to load up Jared Goff with weapons and things that can help him. Wow. I was shocked by that. Wow. Unbelievable.
1: <laughs> wow. Um,
0: we, we'll get to our board here in the second half of the show, but like some guys down the list to, or not down the list necessarily, but guys that are, um, you know, to look for that I'm starting to really love Christian Watson. I mean, Alec Pierce is a name to know. Let's go with Calvin Austin. The third, if you want a guy that can take the top off the defense, Juan Dale Robinson. I mean, the my My biggest thing with the wide receivers is kind of i'm trying to figure out what Holmes and Campbell are gonna want with what they already have because. I have always loved DJ Chark as a player. I I'm still like really happy. We have him now. The fact that DJ Chark's wearing number four is a whole nother issue. Like that's a horrible number for a receiver. Oh, by the way, Jason Hanson's number four people. We don't give it to a new wide receiver that hasn't done anything here yet. Um, and it's just not a swaggy number for a receiver. So I wish we could change that up. But that being said, I love that player. I love what St. Does. I like Reynolds and, the guys at the bottom are usually more special teamers or guys that have a little bit of role. So my thing with the receivers is like, yes, I still do need one more big chunk. And I don't think we're going to get it from like an NFL free agent, but just Campbell and Holmes, do they want separation? Um, because I feel like that's kind of the thing in the league. Now people talk about route running speed, blah, blah, blah. You can get a guy that can just cut people up and get open. It's all about getting open and Jared Goff. If you get open, I think he can throw you a wobbly spiral and get you the football, um, you know, deep speed. We haven't had anybody in a while that can put the fear of God in a defense and just say, hey, I'm just going to run past you and you throw it as far as you can and we'll score a 50 yard touchdown. We do need that as well. They also always look for grit and kind of that, um, you know, I, I said it a few years ago with D.A. Metcalf, like when you're 6'4", 220 plus pounds um, and you run a four three, like I pretty much know you're going to be good in the league and that's what's happened with him is he out physicals people and out athletes people. And we don't have that really either on this team. So I think they can go with any type of ice cream they want, but I'm trying to figure out what flavor they like as well as what does this team need? You know, I, I don't have that all figured out yet
1: yeah i mean i agree if i if i have one trait that i'm looking for it's it's speed right like i just want i i'm I'm on the exact same page i want a burner give me somebody on the outside who can you know spread the field you know obviously we're going to have you know our current three but uh, if man, if I can get if I can get a nice speedy guy on the outside who can come up with a contested catch, uh, um, or who can make that big play for Jared Goff, where he just heaves it up there and they just go make sure to get it, or outrun the guy to get it, um, you know, I think this could be a really dynamic offense and will surprise a lot of people. Can Goff
0: heave it up there?
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> All right, I'll be watching for that this year because if we do get that speed demon that just runs by people, and if. Jared Goff can throw a wobbly duck more than 30 yards. I mean, I might be saying this. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Woo. <laughs> All right. So Choppy I, I didn't tell people this off the top, but two things. And this is my draft show with, with Ch- at chops and the D we might go long here on the show. We're probably already at about 30 minutes. I'm also trying the wireless headset because I'm moving around the DTO scouting off. I'm standing up. I'm excited. We hope the audio quality is good for you, but we're trying a different mic over here as well as having some fun. So choppy, we still got two more positions to get to before we get our tremendous sponsors in here. So we got to get rolling because the people want to hear the, uh, Oakley chop lions only draft board. As well as what the heck we looking for in players, so still so, so much to get to. Let's go to linebacker, man. Uh, you know, based on our defense, it's been widely reported we only play two backers at a time. I know Jeff Risdon for USA today. Lions Wire put out a tweet saying, "Don't expect a, a linebacker early," where everyone's got us taking the Kobe Dean at thirty-two. You know, I you know Christian Harris top of the second round. People, um, you know, loving those names, no question. And everybody, here's the thing with linebackers. Everybody, especially ninety-seven one the ticket yeah the guy that said this
1: kool-aid drinker and you know cornbread muffin and all that
0: (laughs) yeah those guys all they do is talk about linebackers every year why because linebackers run hit and tackle and they're fun to watch and they pop off the tape a lot of times that doesn't mean that you got to have like five good ones on a team especially when the lions are only gonna be playing two at a time so as much as we love these names as much as i would love nicobe dean on this football team I think this is a really tricky position that people think is a glaring need. And really, if you break down the numbers as well as the scheme they play, it's not going to be as big of a priority for them. It doesn't mean it needs to be totally ignored, but it may not be a big draft resource. I'm, you know, letting people know ahead of time, be aware of that.
1: Yep, absolutely, Derek. I think you, me, and Brad Holmes are on the same page with that one because, um, I, you know, is is sexy as Dean or Lloyd sound sound with that second pick if if they're there. Um, I just don't value this position with what how we run our D. Right. Um, I mean, not to mention you're talking. We've got Anzalone. We've got board. Um, we've signed board. We have Julian. We still got Barnes. Don't forget about Derek Barnes drafted last year. Man, like we have a solid group that's young. Um, You know, and again, I, I'm never against drafting, you know, someone who's, a, you know, who's got that to push those guys and to provide depth. But uh, I just don't see us spending a top resource to get a guy who's going to need to be a starter day one at the linebacker position. So for me, I'm more looking for a guy a little bit later, um, later down the line. I mean, you know how I feel about my boy Mooma. Um, and I'm really, uh, really starting to fall in love with the big, big, big daddy from Wisconsin, Chanel. Um, but again, those are guys that are gonna be there a little bit later. so um, you know, I, but I, I agree, Oak, I am not pushing this linebacker position early on with our first three picks at all.
0: Chops, I got a question here, both for you, for me, and for the people and the people consist of the millions. <laughs> what? What's what's the role or what's gonna be the impact of Derek Barnes in year two?
1: Man, I you know, I still feel like he can be the guy who can run our defense, right? I mean, I I look I just look at that guy as a defensive captain, as is you know, coming out of the college. I mean, you and I were both so high on this guy, we were so happy we drafted him. Um, I know he started off slow last year. Um, you know, we we brought in Anzalone and we kept him now this year. To, I think that's, he's still going to, you know, be in a mentoring role for Barnes. But dude, I I mean, eventually I see this kid as someone who can just be the captain of the defense, who can be in the middle of the field, telling everybody where to go and just, you know, running it. So I haven't, I have not lost hope or faith in Derek Barnes. I mean, maybe I, maybe my ceiling is higher on him than than a few others. Um, but, man, I haven't given up on him yet. Like, I feel like people just totally forget about him now.
0: That's a Kool-Aid cast worthy really take. I love it. Drink it in uh... I guess for me, I fell in love with Derek Barnes from, like, a, you know, his character, his uh, love for football, his, uh, you know, humble spirit that he has, and he's a physical monster. Like, I guess one thing when you're talking about what in Derek Barnes in year two – I'm kind of curious where he plays because, yes, they're kind of grooming him for the middle. But if they were to invest in a guy, some of the names you brought up, that may kick him more to an outside type guy or Derek Barnes for a lot of his college career was a rush player. So uh, we didn't see him off the edge really at all that I can recall last year. He had a few big hits, a few flexes of his muscles, but... I think if you're going to use him to his best of his ability, maybe get him coming off the edge, hand in the ground, as well as um, let him be on the outside and run and tackle people rather than have to worry about all the calls and moving people around, this, that, and the other. We may get another guy that can do that. Or like you say, they brought back uh, your boy with the uh, long hair. So Anzalone might have that role and, and just unleash this beast is, is, I guess, what I want to see because I think after year two we're really going to know what we have in Derek Barnes. And right now he's a big question mark to me. Sometimes I even forget about him when I'm talking about the defense. I don't bring his name up, but he's a, he's a big piece. And I'm really hoping he can do some big things. So Chappy, let's roll to this. Um, we could talk about backers and wide receivers and stuff all day, but this is kind of the hot button topic for most lions fans safety. Now they brought back Tracy. You know, most people are pretty happy with that based on the contract. Some people out there, you know, Things. He can't play, but um, I, I don't agree with that. Now your boy court. No, I won't go back to the quarterback. But like, like they brought him back, good deal like right now, Will Harris is still the other guy. (laughs) And that's a problem because I tried to stick up for Will Harris. And I've said for a year and a half, he can't play. He can't cover. He can't tack. He can't do anything very well on the football field. Yet they don't seem in a big hurry to address this area. So is it Kyle Hamilton? Where are you at with our safeties? I feel like we need two, maybe three bodies there. And, uh, I just don't know what the Lions are doing. They don't seem interested at all in addressing this position.
1: Oh, Okri, you know, <laughs> listen. I, I this you every time this I know this topic is coming up, man, I just take a huge <laughs> breath. I try to, you know, breathe in the good aura, the good you know drinking the kool-aid because dude i'm i'm about to blow a gasket here and all right just get ready for it get the get the get the bleep uh, sound bit ready yeah, so i can some, got it in my head dude <laughs> go ahead perfect <laughs> perfect all right so yeah safety is our biggest need by far no questions asked i have no idea what we're doing at the safety position so I'm going to pose a question to you, and I think I've posed this question to you at least 50 times, whether it was on the pad or over text or just when we're talking <laughs> as buddies. What is Tracy Walker? What is he? Can you tell me what he is? I can tell you because I
0: said it here on the show. He's a... Big athlete with go-go gadget arms that can never get those arms on a football. He makes a lot of tackles. They're usually 10-plus yards down the field. But he he loves his team. He loves the city. He swears a lot when he has press conferences. I like the guy. He needs to intercept more balls. He needs to make more plays. He got paid, so now I really expect it. There you
1: go. Oakry. Oakry. I have a six foot six wingspan. I swear and curse many times on the phone, not in the pod because it's for children. And I love the city of Detroit. Does that mean that you should put me out in a, in the middle and be a safety for this team? No, it doesn't. I dude, I, Listen, I know he took a hometown discount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one can still tell me. Like what I mean, what is what do we even expect from this guy, right? Like I was so ready for him to just some team to pay this dude some huge money and then just be totally disappointed with like what the hell were they doing and let him not be here, but he they signed him, he's here. You know, he's he's a, he's lined up with our boy Will Harris the other other Harris so yeah dude we need some freaking safeties on this team um you know to, so I, I don't know man I'll uh, back to your other thing like I, I I am not huge on Hamilton at the two spot man I mean I do I, I know and you and I get into this discussion a lot I do not like the cost or value of a safety at the number two pick I mean, he immediately, if you, t- if you draft Hamilton there, he immediately becomes a top 18 paid safety. And he's making more than Walker, by the way, immediately. And he better be a starter and he better be a stud because he's already right there. I just don't love what I see on film. I don't love his overall PFF grade as a top five pick in the number two spot. I just don't. Now, some teams disagree with me. I mean, I've seen widely spread teams are scrambling to move up to get this guy. You know, he's on their radar. They're hoping he falls to him. They love him. I'm not saying he's not going to be a good NFL safety, but I just, I can't justify paying that guy that money in the number two pick spot Right away when he's proven nothing in the NFL and not to mention when we also have uh we need more than one safety, right? We, we do, we just, we have to draft two, maybe even three because we need help.
0: Yeah. We'll uh, we'll see what they do. I mean, they don't seem to be very interested, but that would, that's what makes me feel like it could be when you're, people always talk about this value and I'm a, I, I'm a huge draft for value guy, but for some reason, ever since they went to the slotted scale, I don't freak out about taking tight ends, safeties, fringe positions up top because, you know, they're all slotted in at a certain amount. So if Kyle Hamilton's a stud and you pay him 7 million over four years uh, per year, I mean, the top safeties are making 16. So that's kind of where the, the value gets skewed. And this kid, I wouldn't sell him short. I mean, he was making plays his first day on campus. He's six four, two hundred and twenty pounds. Now the speed since we're having our GM meeting, like you know, he ran four, five, something at the combine. Then he rolled four, six, four, seven, something at his pro day. But his, his on field tape, he, he goes sideline to sideline. This guy makes interceptions when he's on the other hash, unlike Tracy, who, who hasn't been able to do that yet in his career. Hopefully he can. Hopefully he'll do that now. But uh, I like this guy a lot as a player. I, I think it's a unique selection, but we don't have a safety he's a safety. He makes plays. We need people to make plays. He's a physical specimen. We need physical specimens. I think that, you know, especially in a trade down scenario, he's definitely in play. I feel like PFF, you've mentioned his grade. Every time I go either there, or I know, especially on the draft network, he's the number one player in the, on their board. I mean, he's uh, multiple people's number one guy. So I, I don't think this is some big reach if they were to take Kyle Hamilton. I, I like him a lot, characters there, I, I, all the other things I mentioned. So pairing him up with Tracy, I mean, to me it'd be interesting. I, I don't know if I love Tracy with a brand-new rookie, but I feel like if the Lions don't address it, the only way to address it might be selecting Kyle Hamilton in the NFL draft. So we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, I don't want to, I don't want to make it sound like I hate the guy. Right. I mean, he's, you know, I, I think his, um, you know, his, his 40 times skew the, the uh, spectrum a little bit, because I mean, you're right. His on field speed is, is great. Now I will preface this by saying, uh, who did he play when he was at Notre Dame? Like, how talented of teams was he playing against? And I know that, you know, people take that both ways. You can use, you know, people can, you can say that about a lot of the guys that we reach for. We, we draft, you know, well, they, you know, they're coming from a, a weak division or a weak, a weak conference. But, um, I mean, so you know Notre Dame doesn't play too many top talented teams let's be honest you know they got to bring in a bunch of scrubby scrubs so they can pad that <laughs> record and try to get into the college football playoff every damn year but um you know I, again i'm not i'm not not knocking him i'm again i wouldn't hate the pick at 2 i just don't value it for the dollar spent and but i do agree we need a safety so i'm kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place there i mean if we could trade back and get him at like 6 Or even seven, I'd be way happier with it. But um, you know, it it is what it is, and in Brad Holm I trust.
0: (laughs) All right, sounds good. Hey, we've gone way long here on the first segment. Doesn't matter. I think people will love hearing about the draft and whatnot. And Choppia, I gotta run this by you. I know we gotta get to our sponsor break, but you just brought up my guy, Brad Holmes. You've given him the horrible nickname of Brad, always open for business homes, which is not only way too long, but just not catchy, you know, not like you know how we dubbed a guy A.O. on the show? Oh, baby! <laughs> you guys know who that is. So here, here's my thing. I gave you like <laughs> six, seven options on Twitter. The one that I settled with was Brad, the man, Holmes, because hopefully we'll be calling him that after he nails a few more drafts and gets us to the promised land. But how about this one, Chad? I've been saving this for the pod. I didn't even have it on my docket, but it just hit me. I got to run this by you. Big, bad brad that's the nickname when he's rubbing his hands together when he's making trades when he's turning in the car to come draft day it's big bad brad oh baby what do you think about that one?
1: Oh, okri you channeled your inner pulp fiction come on <laughs> look at the big brains on brad oh i don't like it i don't like what? it i i he's the gm he is worthy of a longer in-between name nickname. And you know, oh my gosh, we're gonna have to tweet that out. I'm not a fan.
0: Because Big Bad Brad Holmes sounds so much cooler than Brad. Always open for business. Uh, You know, what are you gonna put his middle name in there too, or something? Come on, that that's not catchy. You can't put that on a t-shirt.
1: Oh, it's on a t-shirt. It's been, uh, you know, (laughs) it was it last time I checked. In fact, I few Uh some of the followers on the Twitterverse were actually referring to him as that. And, uh, you know, I think it, I think I might have to start a, a new hashtag and see if I can get that to follow up with the choppy likey and the Brad always open for business homes hashtag. Maybe I can get that one trending worldwide on the Twitterverse.
0: No, my my nickname is much better. I know the people would agree, but we got to get our great sponsors in here, Chappie. We got still so much to talk about, everybody. I hope you're hanging in there with us. It's a fun show. Let's get our sponsors in here. You got to check out Reality Sports Online, Spotify, Anchor Pods. We also, I haven't said it in a few weeks, go check out what the bros are doing over at PFF all 22. I mean, I kill chops every year in fantasy football, all 22 fantasy football is doing fantasy football based on PFF scores. You draft linemen, you draft a whole 53 man team. It's off the charts. Of course I dominated last year. It's kind of what I do, but those guys are doing big things. They got a pot out now. They're about to break it out for all the people I got to uh, play last year. I almost won the championship. So, um, you definitely gotta check that out and all our great sponsors so everybody we'll be right back
1: you ready showtime on may 3rd summer starts with the fall
0: guy do doing later let's drink a spicy margarita. make some bad decisions yes
1: Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May fifth at five p.m. Pacific time for the roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
0: All right, Kool Aid drinkers are back from the break. Thank you for drinking that Detroit Kool Aid. Listen to our sponsors; it really helps out the show. I mean, we got such a big show here on the back half. I mean, choppy. You ready to do this or what?
1: Yeah, Okri, You know what? In fact, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a little uh, choppy uh, sneakery here. I'm just gonna rip the mic <laughs> oh, right boy. from you off the bat because oh, well, you can't listen. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. I got I got to take it here, and I just gotta <laughs> I gotta take the reins for a second because I think that there's something that you owe to the people that is a regular. Uh, You know, it's a regular standing tradition on this cast and you haven't done it in a while. And I think now is the time for you to give out some shout outs to your followers on the Twitterverse. You've got some great folks out there. You've got some very dedicated people that love the Lions. They love the pod. And I think we need to take a minute here to uh, to recognize a few of those folks.
0: Copy chub. Are you challenging me to give some shout outs to the people here on the show?
1: I have laid down the gauntlet, and I want to hear some shout-outs to the loyal Detroit Kool-Aid cast listeners. Yes.
0: I think I can do that for you. Oh, hell yeah! (laughs) Um, So here's the thing. Uh, We just get a few names out there. I told this guy probably multiple weeks ago, I was like... Hey, man, I'm going to try to shout you out on the show. Again, of course, I turn the mic on. I get rolling, talk about the line, talk about the draft. And I uh, often don't remember or get to these things. But let's do this right now. What about Bo DeFrisco? Yeah, that's B-E-A-U DeFrisco. You can find him on Twitter. He's always shouting out the show. Hashtag choppy Likey Hashtag Detroit Kool-Aid cast. You know what? I I try to hit the tweets with that just so you guys get the show out there. Let people know to uh, give us a listen. We also got... Brian Ives out there, he knows who he is. He's always getting after me, sending me text messages about these takes he has telling me about, he loves Thibodeau. Oh, wait, I don't love Thibodeau as much. Oh, Thibodeau is my guy again. I mean, that's Brian Ives all over the map. but He's a great dude. What about, what about this guy too? He might be the heel out there on the Twitters first. That's Arthur. He goes by one name. I mean, me and Arthur have a bunch of funny exchanges where I hit him with exclamation points. I hit him with taglines like, Bug, um, lots of different Detroit Kool-Aid cast gimmicks that he enjoys. And we have different takes on many topics, but we have fun there on the first. So what up, Arthur? Appreciate you. There's also some other names that just recently have been tweeting us out and having some fun. I mean, that's been good stuff forward down the field. We got JP1077. Appreciate you always uh, tweeting and um, getting our content out there. And then James Goulet, G-U-L-L-E-T-E. T, I believe, I might have the pronunciation wrong, but he had a cool tweet. I want to say it was something to the effect of the guy was working and somebody at work started talking about the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Hey, you hear these guys talk about the lines? You got Logan Lamarandier on there. I mean, he's obviously a big star here on the show that I'm fortunate to talk to once a month. Oh, yeah, and I have Chops Um, and and Stefan, and all the great gifts. Joey from the Believe Podcasting Network. But I thought it was real cool that James said that not only were they talking about the show, but they were also saying how uh, James always has a bunch of good um, tweets and different content out there. And little did they know, I guess, that they were all sort of working together. That's what I took from it. But, uh, yeah, man, those are just a couple of the names. But there's nothing more that fires me up than when somebody tweets a hashtag choppy likey or a drink it in man or a picture of Honolulu blue cool or i love the show or hey do more of this less of this um it's it's always fun to see because like i say it just is a passion project we started years ago um, i love the Lions. i love talking football and it's really been fun so uh, those are just a few of the great detroit kool-aid drinkers and names out there but definitely have to try to keep getting more names more shout outs here because appreciate everybody no question
1: Yeah, absolutely. OK, I mean, look, I you know, some of us are still trying to work on our celebrity status. You know, we're not Logan. uh, You know, we're not quite to that level yet. But, uh, you know, look, you know, we're trying. So give it a little bit of credit there. But, uh, you know, word has it, too, that, uh, you know, we're doing a special draft preview for our Twitter followers um, where they may be able to get in on, on some of our live pick action. So you want to tell the people about that a minute? Yeah, it's
0: another good one from you. We're trying to get it all together again. Choppy, crazy busy man. He's got the big family. He's got the big job, the big house on the big hill. Um, But I'm trying to get him as my co-GM this year, the DTO scouting office. I've been putting in work, but there's only so many hours in the day. But our Google Sheet, if we can get it together here pretty soon, we're hoping to share that on our Slack channel. It's a, it's a debate between the Slack channel as well as just the the tweets and the, and the Twitter sphere. We're uh, probably going to be getting content out there, but the goal is probably for me and you to be working that sheet, updating it live. People can watch, uh, people can use it as info for them as well, and hear our takes because the plan is to be on these microphones and be reacting live to all the different Lions picks and things that are going on. So. It's crazy, man. Like 20 days, 23 days from when we're recording right now, I think to the NFL draft. So can't wait. So if you're not drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid with a double-sided cornbread, you need to, and that's the bottom line. And that's the bottom line because Stone Cold sets out. <laughs> Shout out to Stone Cold at WrestleMania, as well as, uh, you know, all the other craziness that went on this past weekend with that. But, uh, Choppy man, this is going to be an extended show. I think the people are loving the draft content. They're loving the uh, the the takes, the rants. So let's let's keep this thing rolling. And I want to pitch this to you about what the Lions are looking for in players. I'm curious to see what you think they're valuing and what you, as a new type of evaluator here, are kind of elevating people on your board or saying that's a guy I like based on certain characteristics what are a few things that you think are brad holmes is doing big bad brad and what are you doing
1: yeah i mean look i think uh i think dan campbell was pretty darn clear on the guys that he was looking kind type of guys he's looking for uh when it comes to this team right i mean we we're looking for no turds right and uh and we're and we've had enough of that shit right we're we're looking for guys (laughs) to uh To bite kneecaps and to be ballers. So, you know, I think there is definitely a a type of guy uh, that fits the Brad Holmes mold. I mean, he's looking for big physical football players, guys that can ball. He loves the speed. Um, you know so he 's a he 's a big talent guy, but you know he also to me he strikes me as the type of guy who 's looking for people who are are a right personality fit as well, so you know he he wants he wants the talent for sure, but you all, he also wants you to fit that kind of mold where you don 't have to be a goody two shoes by any means um, but he 's he 's looking for good character guys uh with a little bit of edge, but guys that know where the edge is and and don 't push it too far. Um, but you know, ultimately he wants ball players.
0: Good take, strong take. My only critique is if you're going to quote Dan freaking Campbell twice and then talk about his famous quote, you got to at least pitch to it so I can let the people hear it. I mean, it's simply this. We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to smile at you. We're going to take your other kneecap. We're going to smile at you. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. We're going to be the last one standing. All right. That's going to be the mentality. Exactly. Thank you, Dan. Fricky Campbell. He did it much better than chopstick. But no, I agree with you on most of that. I think that, you know, the biggest thing for me that I'm starting to find of guys that succeed in the NFL is, you know, when it comes to that character perspective, like how much do they love this game? Are they going to put in the time, the effort? Yes, they still need to be able to run fast, catch the ball, make plays. But you definitely have to not only love the game and be talented. So those are two things that I underline. The Lions keep talking about grit. They want guys with grit. They want guys that fit. That's all great, but we've heard that multiple regimes come up with these taglines, and they end up getting like middle – of the road football players that don't win games. So grit's a great tagline. And yes, you want guys that are feisty and that will fight you and take a kneecap. if They have to, but they still have to be able to not only make plays, score touchdowns, run past people, make tackles, get after the quarterback. Those are all things they have to do. So I think that this grit needs to translate into, you know, talented players that love football as well as, you know, we need to have a good mix of big, bulky, physical football players that you send off the bus first to kind of show the other team we're not messing around. But there's nothing wrong with having a 5'9", 170-pound receiver that nobody can catch because he's ultra fast or elusive. You know, those are things to put in the mix as well. So I think the Lions need to tune up the talent a little bit and uh, keep their eye on that character and love for football and grit. Um, As they keep this thing rolling, so sometimes that's a separator for me. Is just kind of like if I've heard an interview from a guy, or if I've um, seen something on him, and he just seemed like a top character player, and he's also, um, you know, ranked very highly, that guy's gonna get some cred from me rather than a guy that might be ultra talented, but eh, you know he's just kind of not sure, or he's had some off the field. It's kind of like you just. You need to sort of steer clear, but also know when to take that calculator risk, as you mentioned. So I think we're, we'll get into some of that as we're looking at the uh, the big board here. And, and like I say, we haven't put it out for the people yet, Choppy. But I think that, you know, when it comes to all these different tabs we have, you know, we're, we're trying to slim it down. We're trying to figure out where our redundancies are. But we've got rankings and live sheets and needs and all the things I mentioned off the top of the show. But today, when I was getting rolling before the show, I was like, I think we really need a tab that's just kind of get some of the clutter out and get Lions only guys that we're targeting. So me and you both have this sheet pulled up. I also have here in the DTO scouting office, a little mini board that's similar to this, where I just started taking. Here's one thing I don't do, man. I don't want to take names off because I always feel like the minute you totally eliminate a guy is is limiting kind of your ability to draft it's not like this guy's a never will draft it's I want to push him down or get him out of the way so he's not a priority but I don't want to write him off entirely just in case um, you know things come down or the board I mean the draft always goes crazy so what I did with this um, sheet on our Google uh, sheet tab is I kind of left the big-time players at the top. I have a second tier of guys that I like but aren't guys you would take in that first couple of rounds maybe. And then the bottom are guys that even if they're talented, you know, they're just guys that – the Lions won't have a chance at, or the Lions don't necessarily need. So just, I know you got to look at this just before we got recording. Like, what do you think? I really think it slims down. It also kind of gives us as Lions fans, like, Hey, we're not going to worry about all 500 players in this draft. We need to get down to a hundred, 125, whatever it is, like the like the NFL teams do and say, these are, these are our guys. These are the buckets that we're going to pick from unless something crazy happens.
1: Yeah. Okri. I mean, look, <laughs> I've saw, there's, you just threw so much at me right there. So, um, you know, I, at the end of the day, the Lions are only going to be able to take, you know, the guy, you know, with the number, you know, they can only pick so many guys, right? Like, you've got your picks and, you know, whatever it is, I think they have, what is it, 10 this year and or eight this year. It's so yeah, looking at a board of 500 is very overwhelming. Um, i agree with you where you know I don't want to take a guy like completely eliminate him off unless he's a quarterback uh, this year. But um, you know there you're right. I mean there's guys where I'm just like okay, you know they will not be there when we come around to our next pick. So move them down into the bottom tier. I love the breakout that you've done here. It's a it's a nice breakout um and again it doesn't elu- eliminate anybody it just really just kind of ranks everybody by position so um so it it's a nice sheet um i think the people would be very impressed with uh with this google doc that we have that you have put in all, a lot of blood sweat and tears into um a lot of content and uh you know and, and it's an ever evolving sheet as well as you do this every year with free agency and the draft and all that but uh but yeah, I, I mean, I think it's it's a it's a smart way to break things down and to really put together a game plan so you're as prepared as possible for when the draft hits.
0: What's been cool for me, like this, our GM meeting, is I feel like year after year of doing this, like every year I, I simplify things. But like you said, I remember when I showed you the sheet, it was like, wow, that's a lot of stuff but really like there's probably 10 to 15 tabs that I've hidden, which were like, Hey, I don't want to use that anymore. Or, hey, that's not been helpful or Hey, that that's too much clutter. So I feel like I'm still work in progress in regards to what's our main focuses. Again, I don't necessarily get into the, uh, Hey, I'm going to rank every player. I always make fun of Logan. When he comes on the show, he's like, St. Brown was my 148th player. Like, you know, I, I, as I mentioned on my previous pod, I really like to do the the buckets, you know, hey, these are guys that I have targeted each position, these are the different tiers maybe that I have, I kind of know what round they're somewhat projected in, and then I'm going to try to just make the best selection for the Lions or, or for my fantasy team or whatever it is when the pick comes around. So I thought what we do choppy just to give some people some names is sort of work by these positions, sort of say, if it's a priority, if it's not, and then maybe kind of tear out some of these names, we can read them pretty quick, maybe give a take on a player or two. So how about we just work through some of these and kind of give the people an overview of this is what you should focus on. And maybe these are some names you should focus on. And then here's some stuff, just like get it out of your head so that you can focus on um, what's really important for the lions heading into this draft.
1: Yeah, I'm totally down as long as you. The first thing you say, get out of your head, is quarterback.
0: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because I wanted to start with Malik Willis. (laughs) Um, The uh, (laughs) of course you did. Of course you did. We do have quarterbacks up first, but you know we've been not we, me. I've been back and forth on this topic because uh, four weeks ago I was like, man, I'm really feeling Malik Willis, and then I did a pod where I said you can't rule out Malik Willis at two. He's been catching a lot of traction. But now that Brad Holmes has uh, spoken multiple times, you know, I get all the, the Jerichoff love from you. The only three QBs I do have kind of on my top tier board are Willis, Ritter, and Howell. Again, in that order, we will be tweaking this as we go, but that's kind of how I see it. Those are the three draftable quarterbacks for me. Willis would probably be in a in a trade down, or if he was somehow there at the end of the first Maybe. Then I've got Ritter, who is a end-of-the-first, second-round type player. Howell, I even hear, is a third-round type of guy now, but he'll probably go in the second. Um, and then guys that I don't like, I'll just take this quarterback position. Like, some people out there are loving Carson Strong. I was trying to talk him off the ledge on Twitter. Like, he's got injury history. He doesn't jump off to me any more than a clipboard holder. And, you know, Jack Cohn has NFL size. Skylar Thompson's getting love for his character. Bailey Zappi. Uh, interesting stats, but, you know, very small, um, type of player. I know you like Ellaby from Western just cause you went there to school. Crumb and Prudy are the only two other guys that have some interest if they waited really late, which I don't, um, encourage. And I just took Pickett, court corral, um, you know, strong and Chrome. I actually moved them down off the board because they're just not guys I'm very interested in. So I agree with you. This really isn't a position that I'm that, interested in overall, but those are the guys I'm going to leave up in tier one and tier two to halfway consider, but we're rolling with Jared Goff because you love him. Hashtag Chappy Like.
1: Yeah, absolutely agree. And I mean, look, I can't, I cannot, abs- I can absolutely cannot let this slide. I did not go to Western. I went to Central Fire Up Chips. Uh, Don't right. ever make that mistake again. It's not any uh, better. Come on. It's, it's a thousand times better. It's, <laughs> I'm no Bronco. I'm a Chippewa and uh, born and raised in Mount P. So uh, don't, I'll let it slide, but uh, man, I, I might just have to boot you off the podcast here if you make that mistake again. <laughs> yeah. That, that uh, but anyway, no, Probably I, I completely agree. And all these local guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh. look, I, I agree with the quarterback take. I mean, if we were somehow in a position where, you know, we were able to get some kind of crazy trade back and get a lot of value, um, I would take a flyer on Willis or Ritter. Though, Really, those are the only two for me. Um, you know, neither of them played for, you know, big-time schools, which is, uh, again, and always a little bit of a question mark there. Um, but, I mean, Malik does have skill. I mean, no doubt. But, uh, yeah, the other guys, I mean, they're just kind of like, eh, I mean, they're quarterbacks and they're in the draft, but, but none of them really like, you know, sparked any interest from me whatsoever. Yeah,
0: this is, you know, again, it's going to be hard to work through these. We will try to get this out where people can see it. Once we kind of tighten some things up, I'm actually moving some things around as we're going right now. So I don't think we need to spend a ton of time on the running back position choppy to me. It's, I feel good about Swift. I feel good about swag I feel good that Jefferson showed me some things, if he can stay healthy and on the football field, but, you know, I do leave players like Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall up on, you know, as, as talented players, you know, I move the spillers, Williams, pierces of the world, even James cook and company to that second tier. I don't know. I don't think the lions would be addressing this at all. So when we retweak it, we'll probably only leave a couple of names up here if that, because I feel like this is like the offensive line, which we'll get to in a moment, which is kind of, you just move them down to that third tier and kind of don't think about it through the first, you know, five, six rounds.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and that's, you know, don't also don't put don't sleep on Craig Reynolds and Godwin Iguabuque as well. I mean, I I don't I mean, obviously, those guys aren't going to be like your one, two, but uh, I like our running de- de- uh running back depth right now. So to me, this is something that unless there's just an absolute stud who's like staring at you in the sixth round and you're like, how did this guy fall? We got to take him. Um I am not I'm not really addressing that position at all.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Now, I, I want to leave these wide receivers to you. Just just read this top-tiered list that I have for people and hint on a few names cuz it's about 12-15 deep that I feel like are going to be prime-time targets for the Lions whenever and whoever they want to take.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, you got a you got a huge list here. So we got Garrett Wilson, we got James Williams, we got Drake London, we got Chris Olave, Traylon Burks, Dotson from Penn State, Sky Moore from uh, that other school, and uh, in here in Michigan we got Christian Watson, we've got Pickens, we got Alec Pierce, we got Calvin Austin the third, we got John Meachie the third, we got Robinson Bell and Tolbert. And uh, I mean, look that that list to me. Those all those guys are are NFL wide receivers. They all have great potential. Uh, a couple of key names that I'm looking for. I mean, to me, Drake London is the number one uh, wide receiver in this pick. I love or in this draft. I love that guy. He's six five. He's just a freak. I would love to line that guy up with Josh Reynolds and uh dj chark and just let those big dogs eat i think he's a stud um other guys that i'm looking at a little bit further down the line um if we address it later i love myself some christian watson again six five another just total straight up freak um you know don't sleep on george pickens too man i know he got hurt um, so he's sliding a little bit, but he's another one, man, if he's there late again, another six, three guy junior, um, I have him ranked pretty high too. And I think people are kind of forgetting about him. It's like out of this out of sight, out of mind. Um, another guy that, uh, again, another guy I like, um, and he's, he's kind of is like, he's just like. I don't know if people just forget about him, but is Jalen Tolbert, man, from South Alabama. 6'3, <laughs> 190. He's a redshirt junior. Um, this guy, he's like, he's sneaky good. Uh, I, I watched his film the other day and just to kind of recap on this and dude, I just love this guy. He comes up with these contested catches and I mean, he, I would love to grab him late. If he's, he's a diamond in the rough for me. If he slips, we snag him and he's another guy. I just love to line up with that wide receiver list. Um, so those are the guys that I kind of love. Um, you know, I've I've gone on record to say I'm not touching any of the Ohio State wide receivers um, just because that's me. Um, another guy that I've kind of like soured on a little bit, especially since the combine was Traylon Burks. Um, again, not saying these guys aren't going to be in the NFL, but uh, or, or aren't going to be studs in the NFL, but I'm not really looking at them for the Lions. Um, and then I can kind of kick it back to you and let you talk about some of our deep sleepers uh, further on on your side. But what do you think?
0: Will do. Did you happen to mention that school we shall not speak of here on the show?
1: I was waiting for you to cue it up. Yes, sir. Hey, listen. Ohio State sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Ohio, State is, Ohio,
0: State, Ohio State is vanquished. There we go. Can't wait for college yes, ball to come back around. We just had the spring game uh, for Michigan, but um, I thought you hit it well there. I guess I just want to focus on this top tier Um uh, a couple names I've come around on Jahan Dotson from Penn State to be honest I, I read up on him he has a ultra low drop rate he seems to be a guy that can play inside outside um, seems like a guy that we kind of don't have his type of he's smaller but he's also just uh, slippery and can hit the home run and can catch it underneath so I've kind of come around on him um, Alec Pierce choppy is a guy that i think you need to do some reading up on i mean people have compared him to this ultra athletic freak jordy nelson type player he can run fast he's big and people just can't cover him and he's somebody to to see where he goes will be intriguing and then david bell's just an enigma to me because he was really good on film he's a good college player but people are really hating on him for his lack of athleticism and just you know i could see him slipping to the third fourth type round and being a nice little steal if he's in the right system or whatever so those are names I would I would fall on again we have a second tier or probably another you know 10 guys that are intriguing but for me it's really this top list and then you know Romeo Dobbs of Nevada or you know I know Brian Ives loves Rambo from the U. that's a shout out to Benny Blades um and, and there's a few other intriguing names down the list, but I feel like the lions still need one player, but now that they have filled up their wide receivers, it's kind of like, you don't need a fifth round talent. You need one of those first three round type players that can fill what you don't have. So I'm, I'm very interested in who they get. All right, choppy, we, we got to keep this rolling. We're having too much fun and, and, and giving the people so much to think about, but in regards to the tight end, My top tier is McBride, Likely. Uh, You got Otten up there. You got Ruckert from that school we shall not speak of. You got Dillich from UCLA and uh, Weidermeyer. Those guys are all intriguing, but I I think the Lions wouldn't touch tight end until third, fourth, fifth round type areas. So those are the top names. And when you go down, you got like Johnny Woods. You put up some crazy combine numbers, Charlie Kolar, who's my guy from Iowa State. Uh, Bellinger, I think, was at the Senior Bowl. He's an interesting prospect. And then, you know, Connor Hayward, whether you want to call him a tight end, fullback, whatever, Lions seem to love him. I wouldn't be surprised if they overreach and take him in, like, you know, fifth, sixth round, something crazy like that, just so they obtain him based on his pedigree and whatnot. So that's where I'm at with the tight ends.
1: Yeah, see, I'm a little bit different, right? So, I mean, obviously, you know, we've got T.J. Hawkinson. There you but go. after after that man I mean our depth is no bueno man I mean like you, you know you got Brock and uh some other dudes Pinkney and uh, uh some right. other guy from who was a blocking tight end from the uh from the Saints uh, again like uh, to me I I want a tight end in this draft I want a tight end um you know and I I, I, I'll tell you right this. I I love me some from some Trey McBride, man, from Colorado State. The guy is just an absolute beast. Like, I, I watched a bunch of their games, and people are going to be like, okay, what are you watching Colorado State for? <laughs> but, like, every game, they just knew the ball was coming to him, and nobody could stop him. Nobody could stop it. I mean, he's yeah. just – 6'4, 260s, just a freaking maniac. So man, I I just have like having these amazing dreams of like him on one side and TJ on the other, and you know, going like old school Patriots with uh with Gronk and Hernandez and just like destroying teams with our amazing tight ends. Um, you know, so I, I love McBride. I love, you know, two other guys I'm really high on. I like Isaiah Likely. Um, you know, I've been doing a lot of mock drafts and he seems to be dropping quite a bit, uh, where he's available, like in, in my like 90, 90 pick range. So man, I, I would take that guy in a heartbeat at 97. Um, no doubt. Another B, 6'4", 240. Just love him. And then, um, you know, the other guy that I'm loving too is, uh, again, another 6'3", almost 6'4", 250, uh, Greg Dulcich from um, UCLA. So, dude, I just, I would love to grab one of those three guys, line them up with Hawk, put them up with our our, uh, wide receiver core. And our offense, to me, is just ready to just dominate if we could do something like that.
0: Yeah, I'd be real curious if they feel that way. Um, that's how we kind of have it stacked now at this point. Now, uh, for those out there listening, like, I just feel like oh, offensive tackle, center, interior players, just don't even, don't even bother talking about those guys, ranking them, putting them on your docket. I mean, we don't need to go there. I've seen a lot of mock drafts having guys like, hey, let's take a tackle in round six or let's. I mean, I, I just think they can address that other way. So let's move over to the interior players. They obviously invested big in Aleem McNeil and big denim, Levi, Onzerike. Hopefully Levi plays a bit better. I like what I saw from Aleem. But for me, it's it's a pretty slim list, man. It's Jordan Davis up top you know, you got talking heads out there talking about he's a guy at two, or he's a, a top tier player. I mean, he's still middle to later first round guy for me. Uh, I really like uh, Wyatt from Georgia a lot. He's a, he's a, I like those words used for McBride beast maniac. That's kind of what I think of with Wyatt, of the way he plays and what he's got to the table. And then my second tier, I've got Leo, I've got Winfrey, and I've got big old Travis Jones who kind of popped off the screen to me as far as a, uh, Physical presence, but he's much more of a nose tackle, same as kind of a lean place. So, um, as much as I liked what he brings to the table physically, it's kind of like he's not a guy that I don't necessarily know that we need. So, he might have to come off our list as well. But just those five guys, everybody else to me was a third tier type, off our board type of guy.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, for me, the, the top two are clearly Davis and Wyatt, and I don't view this as a position of need at all. Um, You know, for me, you chunk this right into, uh, you know, the, our O-line, like it's just not a need. I wouldn't waste, I wouldn't use a resource, especially a high resource on this. Um, One guy that I really soured on after the combine was Leal from uh, Texas A&M, man. I think he did not do himself any favors. Um, you know, I know he's got, he's still got film um, and, you know, and he's still got the games played, you know, since he's a junior, but man, I, I thought he hurt his stock quite a bit coming out of the combine. So again, to me, I'm not focused on this position uh, nearly as much as I am like edge and uh, safety for sure.
0: We'll go ahead and tee up those, tee up those edge guys. We got Hutch at the top and kind of uh, just the, the top few names people should be looking at.
1: Yeah, yeah, let's roll through them, man. So we got Aiden Hutchinson, we got uh, Thibodeau, we've got Jermaine Johnson, Travion Walker, Ajabo, who, gosh, poor guy, you know, her guy gets hurt at the Combine. Um, you got, I, And I always slaughter this kid from Purdue, so sorry, George. Karlo- I can't even say it. It's like a tongue twister for me. Car I always want to say Karloftus. Um and then we've got uh, my boy maphy from Minnesota, and then uh, we got the nice South Carolina boy Kingsley um and then you know uh, your guy from Penn State uh, again, another I one even, I just I always destroy it. I didn't you know, even I'm know that a, i
0: i didn't I didn't even realize I did it, but I gave you edges and you had to pronounce. Uh Thibodeau, Ajabo, Karloftis, Mafe, Inigbare. <laughs> uh, just unbelievable <laughs> names I gave you there. So that that's pretty yes, funny yeah, for me.
1: I appreciate I appreciate that. You know, coming from a guy who can't even barely read anyway, like yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> exactly, but so exactly. <laughs> um but yeah, those so that's our top tier. I mean, you know, we got our middle or lone guys with uh, Logan Hall, um, Benito, for me, and Drake Johnson. Those are the three that are like, they're, they fall into that middle, middle tier, but I like them. I'm actually a little bit higher on uh, Nick Benito than a lot of people are coming out of Oklahoma. Um, you know, some people have kind of soured on him and dropped him low, but I, I think that guy's going to be an NFL edge for years to come. So. Yeah. Um, that's kind of where we're at. I mean, I think, you know, I've gone on record saying that my order right now is, is Hutch, is Hutch Walker. And then Thibodeau. Um, yeah. but you know, I am interested to see what happens with a uh, you know, he's, it sounds like he's going to miss a full year, um, to fully recover, but man, he, he's still just going to be a sneaky freak. Um, and I also like, uh, like I said, for out of Minnesota, I'm i I'm big on uh, Mayfi as well. So th- those are it. my top guys. What do you got? Oak?
0: The only thing with Mafe is you got to get the name right. Boye Mafé. Uh, <laughs> you got to say dude. with some bass in your voice. Come on now. But uh, here's what we got to do, Chappie, too, with this sheet. If we really <clears> – <throat> again, <clears throat> man, I can't talk today. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, we are going to have to kind of edit this sheet up. I know that you have no time. I have barely no time, yet I happen to found time to do 99% of this work. We're going to have to like – duplicate these columns because these are the Oakery columns that we're reading off right now i need again giving you most most of my work already preset I need the choppy column right next. So you can sort these guys as you see fit. Cause as I was looking at these, I was like, he does have Walker, you know, right up there. And I dropped him, uh, you know, to, to three or four on this list. It probably would be, um, you know, Thibodeau Walker Johnson. If I had to resort these quickly and Ojabo might move down a couple spots as well, based on the injury. So still work to do on these, but I think that'd be fun having our own list side by side before, uh, before draft day comes, if we can do that. So, um, we, gosh, we got to get through these positions. I guess I'll just blow through the linebackers. We already talked about them earlier as maybe not being a priority. It doesn't mean you totally write them off your board, though, because you never know what the value might be, as well as we don't know what the Lions are thinking. So, um, you know, you got Lloyd, Dean, Harris, Muma, uh, Quay Walker. I'd probably flip those. I'd probably put Quay Walker in front of Muma, um, And then, you know, this list probably needs a little work on my end. Uh, you know, you got the kid again, I'm going to mess up this name as well from Oklahoma, Brian, first name. He's an athletic specimen. I think I took him in the third or fourth round of a recent mock and that got a really good grade. He's an intriguing prospect. Uh, Thindale from Georgia, somebody considered Troy Anderson's my guy, played quarterback, running back, all these different positions. Um, seems like a great football character type of guy. And Leo Chanel is a big old 6'2", 250-pound sophomore that can run and hit and inter- interesting uh, kid from Wisconsin. Um, you know, probably would move some of those guys to my second tier as I'm looking at this right now. Uh, again, need to tweak this a bit. And then when you get to the bottom of the list uh, or the mid-tier guys, the names that intrigue me are Clark. You know, you got Lucetta there, who is like a linebacker slash edge guy. You know, Mike Rose is a name I like. You got Nefe Sewell, might be a later round guy to team up with his brother. Um, Those are guys I think that are all at least draftable to keep on the list. And, you know, who knows? We'll see what the Lions do at linebacker. It'll be interesting. So you want to bounce over to corners, uh, knock those out?
1: Yeah, let's jump right to corners, Oak. So, um, man, I, I will tell you that my corner ranking is probably a little bit different than some folks because some guys are super high on Stingley. Um, but man, to me, uh, yeah, Sauce Gardner is the uh, is the top uh, corner on my list. So I've got Gardner, Stingley, McDuffie, Gordon, Booth, McCurry, and then Elam um, as my top tier. A couple middle rank guys. I got Woolen, Taylor, and Wright. And uh, everybody else is just kind of falls right down on into my not super interested in. So, again, um, you know, our secondary needs some help. Uh, I, you know, I, I still I'm hopeful that uh, Okuda can bounce back from that injury and have a great year. But I still just don't know what we have with him. I know what we have with AO, um, but I don't know what we have on the oh, other side with Okuda. Baby. Yep. Yep. There we go. So, you know, for me, this is a position where I may actually be looking. um, There's actually a couple of like safeties out there that are almost like hybrid position players where I'd love to grab a couple uh, of the, some, some help in that safety and secondary spot. Um, But for me, you know, I'm loving myself some sauce and then a guy who, who might be out there a little bit later, who has kind of, you know, Maybe, maybe with that 32 pick, um, maybe McQuarrie or uh McDuffie.
0: Good stuff. A couple quick follow ups, a piggyback if I could. Um, are, are people noticing too that I got the 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 new Oh Baby sound drop? We got the classic AO, Oh Baby, and I added the second one AO, Oh Baby. Which one do you like better? I think the second one's actually funnier. But um, we got that. You also mentioned you love sauce. What, what's a great sauce, Chappie? Throw, throw one or two out, sauce that you love.
1: Oh, you know me, man. I love the hot sauce, man. I'm all about the hot, <laughs> spicy stuff. So give it to me. Hot sauce. Uh, give me the, red hot, the Frank's Red Hot. Give me some Tabasco. <laughs> give me some of the Diablo from Taco Bell. Um, yeah, hook it up.
0: You, you know what people need to do is – there's all the uh, talk and all the hype and it's all it's all valid about chick-fil-A. You need to go to your local Walmart. They're now selling the chick-fil-A sauce at Walmart. I mean it's good on chicken, it's good on a sandwich, it's good on nuggets, it's good on steak. It's anything you want to put the old chick-fil-A sauce in and, and dip it in or it's, it's just delicious so that, that's a go-to sauce for me now these days when I'm when I'm going sauce. Uh, my other quick follow-up would you hate? Sauce at two to the Lions if they if they went way outside the box.
1: Oh man, that that is way outside the box. Um, oh, it says he's the
0: best I player in the it. draft.
1: No one scored a touchdown
0: on him in four years.
1: I know, I know. He also went to Cincinnati, but uh, you know, I know, I. <laughs> i wouldn't hate it i wouldn't hate it if they if they decided to do that i would trust that they did their due diligence they there was no trade back available people are saying he is potentially the most most athletic best player in the draft um i would not hate it um again i kind of still fall into that like i hate to use the second pick on a corner or a safety but if sauce was the guy i would be all in and i'd be uh you know i'd be showering tabasco sauce all over the uh You know all over the choppy taco while uh you know (laughs) while we're watching the draft and if it went down
0: one of my favorite quotes ever from and one mixtapes is uh you know hot sauce when he's out shooting hoops in his backyard he's like man most people say water i'd be like sauce (laughs) that's that's (laughs) that's so funny to me on so many levels but uh no i'm with you as well as you know he's from the d he's a lockdown corner like I, at first I thought it was way crazy. And now I'm like, man, if they love him and he's that confident about himself, like on a tr- minor trade down, or if they want to get crazy, let's get crazy and just, you know, order some sauce really high there in the NFL drafts. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'll finish it out here just with an overview of these safeties. We talked about Kyle Hamilton early. Uh, you know, to me, it's between Dax Hill and Brisker is my number two right now. Um, I've got, uh, you know, Dax Hill up there, not because of school he went from. But he has a little more versatility. Brisker's a little bit more of the run hit, big physical guy. Uh, Jalen Petrie's in my top tier. He's really fun to watch. I know Brian Ives loves him, and other people are really coming along on him. He's a guy that's been targeted to the Lions in a lot of mocks. Uh, Lewis Seen. Um, this guy has a great combine and whatnot, but he – and he's a good college player. I just – I almost had him in my second tier because of – um, I don't know that he fits well, but he's, he probably would be fun with Tracy, just two nasty dogs back there trying to make plays. Um, so that's my top tier. Uh, the, the guy in my second tier, he almost went in my first tier. I've been talking him up. Nick Cross from Maryland, great kid, you know, can do anything you need on the football team. He's a leader. All the stuff you look for, I, I like him. Vernon McKinley's a guy that you see anywhere from like the 6th, 7th round all the way up to a highly – Draft or highly ranked by the draft network. So I'm not sure exactly where McKinley will fall. And then you just have some, some, you know, flyer type names and Cook from Cincinnati, Blankenship from Middle Tennessee. You got Bolden Bubba, Bubba Bolden from the U. And then you got Smoke Monday who made my list. Well, Because his name is Smoke Monday and that's just the most ridiculous name ever. So I didn't do a names pod this year where I just make up where I talk about all these crazy names you see in the draft. But Smoke Monday is a top five, I would probably say, of all time in regards to names um, in the NFL draft. But those are my safeties. And I do think it's really important to get one or two guys in the first four rounds.
1: Okri, I'm going to throw a scenario at you, and I want you to tell me how you'd feel about this. Um, because you know, I kind of gave my breakdown on my safeties earlier, and I agree with you. Can you imagine if Hutch falls and we get him at two, and then we go 32, 34, Dax Hill, and Jaquan Brisker? How happy would you be to have those two guys in your secondary along with Hutch on your oh. line?
0: See, it's it's intriguing, but I saw you had that mock, and I put it out for you. And the people do seem to be enjoying that. But if you look closely at that mock, they have Dax Hill as a corner. So if you're assuming he's going to play all nickel and he's going to be your slot guy, like I get it. But if they're both NFL type safety players, um, you know, I don't know that even though the Lions like to play three safeties, I don't know that we need Tracy Brisker and Hill with those high draft resources. I'd probably take one out of those two but I'm fine with either guy. And I'm also fine with just waiting it out to 34. If you really want to get crazy, wait till that third round pick and see if Petrie or Scene or even a Nick cross is still on the board and address it at that point. But I do think you 32 or 34 will probably be one of these safeties that we're talking about.
1: Yeah. I just, I just, I'm thinking, I'm just thinking of that secondary, you know, cause you're right. You hit it on the head. We play a lot of three safety sets, right? So I'm thinking Walker, with those two guys, Okuda and A.O., I, I mean that—that that to me is a legit NFL secondary. Um, I'd you, be so, I'd be, I'd be happy with it.
0: I think that would have been a perfect time to say, "Okri, cue up the soundbite." Oh, baby! <laughs> That's probably be the reaction <laughs> if we get all those guys.
1: Oh, baby! Uh, right. I like that one better because it's got the mute. It's got the music in the background too. It's, oh, you yeah. know, it's just, it just li- livens it up a little bit. Yeah. Oh, it's, um, more, it's,
0: it's more crazy. Somebody just got crossed up yeah. or AO just made an interception. Oh baby.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, absolutely. And one guy, I got to Look, I got to, I got to take a little jab at you here to end the show because oh, I didn't boy. see anywhere where my boy Brad ball Hawkins didn't even make your list, man. Come on, coming out of no. Michigan.
0: No, I mean, come on. He, he's he's way down, buried in the third tier. I mean, this is uh, Michigan safeties. Uh, how can I put this? Uh, they weren't that great, <laughs> you know. So I, I I don't know. Dax Hill, I love, but Hawkins. Uh, I don't know. He's 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 buried for me. Maybe maybe we'll have to move him up.
1: Find him on the depth chart. See what. Watch some film on him. Oh wait, we we watched plenty of film on him, but yeah. <laughs> I was surprised you didn't have him in there. So, exactly. but uh, like no, I say, think this is a great breakdown, man. I mean, look, we could, we could talk about this for hours. I mean, we're, we're probably at over an hour now, but man, we could, we, I'm just so excited. This is just, this is just the tip of the iceberg of the draft gm process that we go through and the people are going to get a really nice insight on that on draft day uh day one day two maybe day three um you're going to get live takes they're going to get it you know what we're thinking uh what we think the lions are thinking i mean it's just going to be fantastic so if you loved this show uh, i think they're just going to go absolutely nuts over what the what we put out for them next uh, next time on the uh, draft show
0: there's no doubt about it, man. Like you say, we're still trying to get plans together. You're busy. I'm busy. We're trying to get the sheet together. We want to have all of our data ready for April 28th there on that Thursday. I mean, I've even got sound bites ready for you when you start giving me horrible takes when the lines are on the clock. Know your role and shut your mouth because the people's champ is ready to talk. <laughs> I'll probably have to use that a few times. But uh, yeah, man, we're, we're hoping to just turn the mics on and have discussions like this. This has been probably, we're going on like an hour and a half, maybe an hour 40 some pod. That's probably the longest one we've had and who knows how long. But if you're listening to this, hopefully you enjoyed it while you're driving to work at the gym, um, you know, doing some things around the house, the backyard, whatever it may be. I mean, everybody loves draft content. We love talking it again. We could do this for hours on end. So choppy, man, I can't thank you enough. I would have to hashtag this show, hashtag choppy likey. It was fun. We talked about a lot. We gave the people a ton to think about. We served up a lot of Detroit Kool-Aid and I know the listeners out there can't wait for the draft. This Lions team to get bulked up and be ready to go come uh, football season.
1: Yeah, absolutely man. It's time. It is time to drink it in, to get ready drink for the in, for the NFL draft. Oh, yeah. Give me a double side of cornbread. Cornbread, cornbread. There, you there go. it is.
0: So yeah, man, I'm, I'm right there with you. So everybody uh, hit us up on Twitter. You can find me at Derek Oakery or go find at chops in the D uh, we always enjoy interacting with the listeners out there as well as um, getting hyped for this draft. So we'll have some mocks coming out. We'll definitely try to get this sheet out. Eventually you can join our Slack chat and we'll keep this thing rolling. So choppy, I will catch you. Then we'll be talking, we'll be ready for the draft in a few weeks. And I can't wait to come back on next time right here. On the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take okay, care, everybody. We're out. Back the back, Start the play. This game is over! It is over! What a comeback by the Lions! Drink it in, man!